0: Reading from the first letter of St. John, Beloved, who indeed is the victor over the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water alone, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one who testifies, and the Spirit is truth. So there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are of one accord. If we accept human testimony, the testimony of God is surely greater. Now the testimony of God is this, that he has testified on behalf of his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has this testimony within himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar by not believing the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever possesses the son has life. Whoever does not possess the son of God does not have life. I write these things to you so that you may know that you have eternal life. You who believe in the name of the son of God. The word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He has granted peace in your borders. With the best of wheat he fills you. He sends forth his command to the earth, swiftly runs his word. He has proclaimed his word to Jacob, his statutes, and his ordinances to Israel. He has not done thus for any other nation. His ordinance he has not made known to them. Alleluia. Alleluia. Hallelujah! The heavens were opened and the voice of the Father thundered. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up, Out of the water he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord. In yesterday's passage from John's first epistle, John wrote about liars. He wrote that those who say they love God but hate their brother are liars. In today's passage, St. John warned his readers not to make a liar out of God. St. Irenaeus, who died in 202 AD, tells us that John wrote his gospel, and perhaps his first epistle, to refute a heretic named Serenthus who was making his mark when John was an older man. Probably born a Jew in Egypt, Serenthus started a short-lived sect of Jewish Christians. Serenthus did not believe in the virgin birth of Christ. Listen to Irenaeus. He, Serenthus, represented Jesus as having not been born of a virgin, but as being the son of Joseph and Mary according to the ordinary course of human generation, while he nevertheless was more righteous, prudent, and wise than other men. Does that sound familiar? Irenaeus' description of the heretic Serentis could apply to a lot of people walking around today, many who claim, like Serentis did, to be Christian. When they're asked today about Christ, many times... They give answers like this. Jesus? Well, yes, Jesus was a wise, prudent man and good teacher. And he was not born of a virgin. Everyone knows how babies are made. That virgin birth story is a myth from the ancient mystery religions. I read all about it in Time magazine. But here's something to consider. If the virgin birth of Christ was just a myth a quaint little story borrowed from ancient mystery religions? Why would the heretic syrinthus go out of his way to teach his followers that Jesus was born of ordinary human generation? If it was all just a myth, a made-up story, well, then who would have really cared? The obvious answer is that the apostles and their successors were not selling a quaint little myth no the myth as C.S. Lewis wrote had become fact the gospels attest to it Christ arrived out of a virginal womb Serentis also taught that Jesus became divine only after his baptism and his newfound divinity left him right before his passion and death Now, how did the Apostle John answer that? Well, he did so in the very beginning of his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, no, Christ did not become divine after being dunked into the Jordan River, for he is God without beginning or end. That means Christ was God When he hung on the cross, if he was not God when that happened, we are in trouble, my friends. For it means his blood was and is not salvific. It does not save us. The spirit, the water, and the blood. The baptism in the Jordan was a run-up to the baptism on Calvary. The baptism in blood. St. John was there. He saw it. He saw water and blood flow from Christ's side. The water and the blood are still flowing. Every time we go to Mass, we go to Calvary and we are baptized in the blood that rains down from the cross. We are washed in the water. We are glorified in the blood. And it is real. Let us then not make a liar out of God. For this is God's testimony by which He gives us eternal life. He who is the spirit of truth.